Welcome to my Beauty Fuel Food by JJ, a yoga and wellness expert from New York living in Paris. JJ seeks out creatives and entrepreneurs who exemplify a vision of how to live a good life. Welcome to our very high vibrational lifestyle. So this afternoon, I have the pleasure of being with Lorianne Ferrari, who is a dear friend of mine, the co-founder of On Air, a yoga teacher, a Broadway dancer. Thank you so much, Lorianne, for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited too. I think what would be best to start with is if you could tell us a little bit about what On Air is, as it is a new concept. And I think that our listeners would love to know a little bit more about what it is. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited. Um, On Air is a virtual wellness community uh, through curated virtual travel, mindfulness, yoga, Uh, and movement experiences, we invite you to immerse yourself in culture from afar while cultivating well-being, self-discovery, and building global community, highlighting uh, culture, mindfulness, meditation, yoga, uh, community voices, and engagement experiences, uh, plus weekly movement, mindfulness, yoga classes, tutorials, conversations, and community events. Uh, yeah, we just launched two weeks ago, and already it's been such an exciting and um, fulfilling ride thus far. I adore what you're doing. I adore On Air. And I feel like even me personally, I don't really know the story of the conception of On Air. So I would love to know this as well. <laughs> right. Well, um, rewind, uh, you know, to March, uh, when the entire world, uh, was forced to be still. Um, I actually had left New York. Uh, and as you know, I was, uh, on my way to Paris because I was running uh, a retreat. Uh, and my, uh, fiance, probably by the time this airs, he will be my husband. <laughs> we met, uh, I was coming to visit him. And, um, and at that time, I didn't realize that I was moving to Paris. Uh, so I left New York with a, a little suitcase and I've been here ever since. Um, and in that time, when the whole world was basically, you know, disarmed, we were all in our homes. Uh, I continued to teach my classes online. We were, um, you know, throughout the months, like taking yoga classes online and talking via FaceTime and just figuring out how we can continue to seek new means of connectivity, new ways to explore, new ways to build community. And that's how we decided to create On Air. I mean, I was joking around that I, I felt like we could exist everywhere, right? Like I would be teaching a class and I would have somebody from LA, somebody from London, somebody from Australia. And it, it really felt like we were kind of meeting in, in this like new place. Uh, and I would say like, let's meet on air. It's like, you look up, we all share the, the same sky, the same air. And it, it almost was like we were kind of, meeting in this new place. So that's how we decided to to do this. That resonates so much with my experience, um, actually, with the whole confinement and 
starting to do yoga online because I also was, we, I think, missed each other by a day of going to JFK because I was visiting New York. Mm-hmm. And even though it was so kind of weird and strained, the whole situation, but also to be practicing, switching gears to practicing completely online, it was actually kind of cool to be able to practice with my favorite teachers and my favorite studios that were all, all around the world. So it, it totally makes sense. And this is kind of how we're living now, right? Totally. And, you know, some, a a big driving force to creating this specific uh, platform was I was, you know, teaching, I still am um, online for different studios, um, but in the, the streaming platform. And for about eight months, I've just been, you know, teaching to my iPhone or teaching to a, a computer and really missing that, um, that connection, right? It's like when I teach, I never demo, you know, and then all of a sudden now I'm in front of my iPhone doing the whole class. And it, it almost feels like this, like I'm performing again in, in a strange way. And, um, I really miss the, uh, the sense of connection of connecting with people before class, after class. You know, I, I always say that the the studio experience whenever i'm guiding it's it's a shared experience right i have ideas of you know what my my classes will be but it's really the the bodies and the the like energetic current of the group that really drives it so we created this to have more of an exchange and using um uh zoom mostly so that we can also have uh conversations uh, after and before class. And that's what has been like so fulfilling again, um, being able to like have a conversation with people and then introduce people to each other. Um, you know, it, just kind of creating that, that in studio environment, uh, as best as we can, even though we are, you know, apart. I do love that aspect so much because it is so much. It is what we're missing while being at home. That is for sure. Um, I also want to switch gears um, before we kind of go more into your yoga life mm-hmm. um, and talk about your Broadway life. Because I know for me, as somebody who knows you from the yoga world, I don't know much at all about your Broadway life. And I feel like probably I'm not alone. Broadway life people probably don't know that much about your yoga life and vice versa. So I mean, I know you started dancing at a very young age. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your trajectory as a dancer, as a performer? Yeah. So I started dancing when I was three years old. So I don't have a memory um, not dancing. Um, movement was uh, my first language. Um, my grandmother put me in, in ballet class. And as my mom says, like, I never left Um I grew up in uh, northern New Jersey. We're from the same place. Uh, <laughs> I know. I love that. So I grew up um, uh, going to a dance studio in uh, Clifton, New Jersey. And because I was so close to New York City, um, I i mean, I, I, I love dance. I, it, it just, I was so dedicated from the moment I started, it's all I ever wanted to do. I mean, it even scared my parents. They said how, how, you know, dedicated I was at a young age. And I just, I knew that that was going to be my, my path. It was like, I, I saw my, my future. I knew my calling. Right. So when I was, uh, probably 
I don't know, like around like nine or 10. That's when I started also, um, you know, going into New York City, um, doing uh, programs where I would go half day to school and then I would dance the rest of the day. Um, my teachers were, you know, Broadway dancers and choreographers. So I was always around it. And then when I was 16, I was still in high school. Um, one of my teachers uh, invited me to audition for uh, a Broadway musical. Um, my parents allowed me, not not thinking that, you know, I would get it. Um, although in my mind, I was like, I'm going to get this. <laughs> and um, and I, I got the show. And the first show I did was um, Footloose the Musical, which was really great for a 16-year-old. Um, I ended up going on the, the first national tour of the show. So at 16, I, I finished uh, high school uh, on the road um, doing a Broadway musical. And, um, and after that show ended, um, I was in New York and I just continued to audition and work. Um, I was on Broadway. Um, my career was about 20 years. Um, I was in uh, Wicked the Musical, I did the West Side Story revival, I did the Last Sweet Charity revival on the town, uh, a show called American Dance Machine, um, a whole, you know, bunch of stuff. And um, that was my life. I mean, that was my my whole identity, you know, my, my, um, my whole self. And um, you know, it's a, it's a tough world. It's a very tough industry, especially, um, you know, my, my adulthood was at a, was informed, uh, by, uh, this, this industry. I grew up in it. Um, and I was really thrust at a young age into, uh, uh, you know, New York city competitive, uh, and, you know, a, a kind of a dysfunctional industry as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I loved, I loved it. I mean, it's, it was the most magical times of my life. And it's like, I, I knew that that was what I was supposed to be doing. Like I, I knew it. And then, uh, it was about three years ago, something started to shift. Um, and it wasn't my like, lack of love for performing or, or dancing. I mean, I'll always be a dancer that, that never, um, leaves you, but I, I just started to feel, um, that something had shifted in myself and, um, the, uh, the industry, the lifestyle, uh, the demands that, um, that are attached to that, um, no longer were, um, were aligned with where I was. Um, you know, I, I found yoga uh, early in my career, and I think that really helped me stay grounded and um, and stay healthy in this like wild industry. Um, and I I was guiding classes um, sometimes up to like five a week, even when I was doing eight shows a week. And um, you know, the schedule when you work on Broadway is insane. Like you know, you wake up in the morning, the first thing you think about is how's my voice, how's how's my body, you know, how everything is about the show. And, um, it's so fulfilling and it's, it's an incredible experience that, um, I'm so grateful to have been lucky enough to, to have, and, you know, for such a long time, but 
then, you know, it, it kind of shifts when, you know, when it stops being as fulfilling, you, you have to listen to it. And, um, it was a, a scary moment to kind of take that, that leap. Um, but, uh, I'll never forget. It was like the last time I was, I was in Wicked, I would go in and out of that show, um, because it's just been around forever. So like whenever one of my other shows would close, Wicked would be like, can you come in and fill in for, you know, this person who just like, you know, broke their foot or this person's on vacation. And I would just like jump in sometimes like, you know, a day before they would ask me to come in. And the last time I was in it, um, I remember like getting this like visceral feeling in my body being like, you're done. And uh, yeah. I, one thing I, I think that's really interesting, I mean, we're having this conversation once and, and, and I think it's a really interesting topic, but in kind of discussing how like being a yoga teacher and having that definition of being a quote unquote yogi and how you don't necessarily, what does that definition mean? And does it necessarily need to relate to somebody that dedicates their life to yoga? How do you define yourself? I mean, now you're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, you still are a dancer. I mean, I'm sure, you, like you said, you know, you're a dancer for life once you start dancing. So how have you been able to integrate this transition, like mentally kind of see where you are in the world? Yeah, well, you know, I always look to yoga as um, it's a tool, right? Yoga is a tool to help us live uh, an engaged, honorable, authentic existence, right? Um, I always use my yoga practice as a way to uh, tune in so that I, I can be connected to my intuition to make informed decisions. And, you know, yoga is, it's a way of, of life. It's a, it is a way of how you move through the world. And, you know, even with on air, I, I, I don't define us as say like a, a yoga studio or, you know, a mindful studio. Um, those are the, the core elements that, that we use, but we really use these practices as as tools to be able to be uh, fuller humans, right? To connect to the human experience. So, you know, I definitely have grappled with that that question. You know, like, am I a yogi? Am I, you know, what is, um, what, what do I do? You know, for so long, I, I labeled myself as like a performer. I was this Broadway dancer and yes, like, that was part of me and that still is. And, you know, I don't, one thing is that like, I don't always call myself a quote unquote yoga teacher. Um, I really view it as, um, you know, guiding and holding space and guiding from my experience. Um, you know, as I said earlier, my, my classes, we do it together. I learn just as much from my students as, um, as, uh, as maybe they learn from me. And, um, all of those experiences are what have shaped all of the decisions I've made. So, you know, it's, I might be going on a tangent, but like, you know, for so long, I defined myself as one thing and yoga helped me realize that we are all many things, you know, and beyond, you know, our, our jobs, our, our, um, our hobbies, our, our labels, our relationships. Um, 
you know, we, we have a deeper meaning, uh, underneath that. And, um, and we don't have to, you know, we can release the stronghold of who we think we are, what we want to do. And I think this time too has really, you know, shown us that we, we, we have to stay connected to our, to ourselves because we've all been disarmed in the past nine months. I, I could not agree more. And I think that's such good advice for anyone um, and everyone really. Mm-hmm. And I also think, you know, we can't forget that you also made a huge shift in your living uh, <laughs> location, I guess we could say, because you didn't go back to New York when you got on that mm-hmm. plane um, with Alif. Mm-hmm. And that has been a huge transition. I mean, yes, on air is a global platform, so it could be anywhere. But um, that's obviously also been a huge change. Um, and I'm wondering if you have any advice for people that are, you know, kind of, I mean, because everyone's going through changes right now. Mm-hmm. How you've been able to, um, I mean, obviously also there's been so many, your change has been really for such a positive and awesome reason mm-hmm. um but how but even sometimes the like the amazing things are, are are difficult in their own ways and how have you like how have you been able to guide yourself through this yeah um <laughs> exactly this um this past 9 months has been um a, a complete shift i mean as i said i i got on uh the flight in March, uh, with, uh, a small suitcase with no idea that I would not only be moving to Paris, um, but also then like virtually moving out of my New York city apartment. And for the first time in 20 years, not having a New York city address. Um, you know, I've always been a, a yes person. <laughs> I also just kind of dive in head first to everything. Um, but again, you know, the yoga practice has, really allowed me to tune into my intuition. And when I was leaving New York, there was, I knew that there was a possibility that I would be here a long time, but I, I knew that I was supposed to get on that flight and come here, you know, and if I didn't, my life would be completely different. Who knows? You know, it's like, talk about a, a sliding doors moment, (laughs) but, um, you know, I arrived and, uh, pretty quickly, um, just kind of adapted to, uh, what was happening. You know, I was continuing to teach. So that definitely gave me, um, uh, some grounding. Um, but you know, as I, I made the decision to stay, we're getting married, which has been like in incredible. And I'm, I've never been in, in, I've never met anyone like my, my fiance, um, and his support is incredible, but there definitely have been moments where it it comes through where I, I don't even realize it, but being in a new place, um, you know, at 38 years old, trying to learn a new language, uh, make friends. It's, it definitely does, um, make you very vulnerable. Um, so, you know, what I, what's imperative to me is a steady practice. Um, meditation uh, allows me to check in with what's happening on, on that deeper, subtle layer, um, that I don't, uh, always notice, especially when there's so much external momentum in the world happening that you can kind of get pulled into. Um, uh, also really allowing myself to, uh, have 
feelings, uh, whether they are, you know, sad, fear, like, um, happiness, like feeling everything and really allowing myself to, um, to go there. Um, I think a lot of people don't allow themselves to, you know, be okay with like, I'm having a bad day. I'm scared. I'm anxious. Like you, we really need to allow so that those feelings can kind of, um, continue to move. Um, and, you know, also just staying connected to, um, my community. I mean, community to me, it's, it's so important, you know, finding people, having conversations, always being curious, um, because we are in a, a time where we can feel very alone and far away. Uh, so even, you know, just thinking about, uh, a shared common thread, you know, practicing with people, breathing, like at, at this moment, you know, somebody on the other side of the world is just simply taking a breath as I am, you know, you can look up and we all share the same sky. <laughs> that sounds a little cheesy, but just kind of thinking about those elements, um, and practice. That I think is, well, I mean, that for me is, is, is so helpful. And I think would be so helpful to just about anyone because mm -hmm. I mean, I, I really think like, and I know from experience that it, it's so easy to see, um, on the, from the outside things as so easy for others, whereas we all have our own struggles no matter as great things, as great as things look from the outside. I mean, we all have our daily battles and just to know that we're all together and we're all taking a, you know, taking that breath. I, I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's something that like, you know, we, we talked about in, in practice on Saturday, um, you know, at that same moment, everybody who was, who was in my class, like all over the world, London, uh, New York, uh, France, uh, we were scattered everywhere and everybody was practicing in their own homes. But at that moment, we all were taking a breath. And that is one common thread that we can look to that brings us together. That is for sure. And speaking of your <laughs> classes, um, mm -hmm. to jump back to on air really quickly, mm -hmm. what's next? I have classes uh, every Tuesday and Saturday. It's uh, Tuesday, 7 a.m. New York time, 1 p.m. Paris. And then Saturday is uh, 10 a.m. New York, uh, 4 p.m. Paris. We're going to continue to add more classes because we have uh, have received requests for more uh, European-friendly uh, times. Uh, we just brought on um, Niti Narula, who is uh, a dear friend of mine from New York, who I teach with uh, from Moto Yoga NYC. So she's teaching uh, a class on Fridays. And we're just continuing to build the community, right? Having conversations. We're continuing to invite uh, community, community members to uh, collaborate, uh, share tutorials, conversations online, um, and to see where this can go. I mean, we really are, are also bringing in this like mix of where art and well-being kind of intersect, um, you know, with my creative background. Um, that's been really fun to, um, to bring other elements of, um, of creativity in. We're also thinking about bringing in some, some dance classes as well. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see, but those are the, the immediate, um, you know, scheduling and, and programming events. Um, and, uh, we're going to continue to build as we, uh, move into the, 
the new year. I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for On Air to continue. Mm-hmm. Um, my last and final question for you is, mm-hmm. um, you know, usually we finish a little bit with routines um, on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And you've mentioned that, you know, your practice and meditation are something that are super important to keep you sane and mm-hmm. present. Um, and how do you fit those into your daily routine? Do you have a daily routine? And if you do, what does it consist of? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I would say the most um, consistent practice that I have is I meditate every single morning. So basically what I do is uh, I wake up, um, usually have a glass of water, and then I sit for 20 minutes. Um, I I started with transcendental meditation years ago, and um, that is my my morning practice. Um, and uh, I, I am really dedicated to um, every morning starting that way. It just shifts my lens um, so that I can kind of have a, a better idea of where I'm at. Um, so I would say that um, that is like my consistent practice uh, daily. Um, and then, you know, I, I practice yoga. Um, even uh, I have my teachers all over the world that I practice and study with. Um, I, uh, now in this new world, like I, I never have been home so much, you know, as a New Yorker, I was always on the run and always going. And now in this like new, uh, chapter of humanity, um, in, in France, I find myself home quite a bit, um, and cooking and, uh, journaling and just having more, um, of my, my own time. So, uh, connecting with myself, yoga practice, meditation, hands down. Thank mm-hmm. you so much, Lorianne, <laughs> for taking this time to share your story and everything. It has been such a pleasure. It is always a pleasure. And I am so excited for what's to come with On Air. Thank you so much. It's just been so lovely to connect with you. And thank you so much for having me on. This has just been so lovely. It has been a pleasure. Thank you. Mm-hmm.